episode 304. Ryan Pinnock, what's your super genius? The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Together, we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Get involved, and I'll see you in the inside. Get to the podcast. Okay, I hope there's some budding super geniuses out there. We have one I've been looking forward to for almost a year now. We have Ryan Pinnock on the line. He's the man behind Super Genius, and we're going to dig into what exactly that means. We met just just almost a year ago at Expert Empires, where we were both in the hall. I saw the sign Super Genius, and I was drawn to it. You know, Awaken Your Alpha and Super Genius. Straight away, I thought he could be on my wavelength. He is. He's originally from South Africa. Legendary guy. Worked hard to get him on here. Ryan, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Yeah, I'm totally ready. And uh, I'm so glad we've got this opportunity. And I really want to thank you for this opportunity. You and I connected instantly, merely by the fact that we're really cool guys and that we were probably an hour <laughs> too early for the event. But I loved our conversation. And, um, you know, I'm really uh, grateful to have this opportunity to talk with you and uh, uh, get to connect with you online. Awesome. And that video, we actually shot a little video for that. So that'll be on the show notes as well. Um, so I want to really want to dig into, is there anything else you'd like to add to your bio? I know that's brief and how I met you, but is there anything, what are you all about? I know super genius. I'm going to dig into that, but is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, thanks. Now, just to caveat that one, uh, I think the video has me with a top knot. So this is the same <laughs> Um, but people were confusing my sexual orientation and, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it didn't work from a branding perspective. So I've gone all like normal. Yeah. Uh, remind you about that. So just very, very quickly, uh, you know, I'm just a standard guy. I'm from South Africa. And you know, I, did, I did the usual thing. Did, went to school, worked hard, and then realized I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Took a career path, which was recommended to me by a careers advisor. And even though I was very successful in electrical engineering, it wasn't something I was very passionate about. And I actually realized I didn't want to be employed. Cut a long story short, I moved to England. I got headhunted in a, a particular job. And I got introduced to entrepreneurship through seminars and so forth. And I knew that this was the journey for me. And so I, I struggled as an entrepreneur for about six or seven years. But through that, I didn't want to just create a business and make money, which I'd done very successfully in real estate along that way. But I also wanted to not necessarily make a difference. I, I, I had sort of like an intuitive sense that I had a calling or a purpose. I, I couldn't describe it. I was asking my friends if they could feel the same thing. They all thought I was absolutely nuts. But I, I pursued that intuitive curiosity. And eventually it led me to the methodology that I teach now at Super Genius around the fact that everyone has a genius. We all have unique talents and gifts. And then when we unleash our intuition, imagination, and this unique genius, we can actually create an amazing life and do it quite effortlessly, regardless of what area of life it is. So that's pretty much the short of my story. I like in your information where you talk about the ego and how your ego can sabotage you. I just wondered if you could you know, talk, us, uh, talk to us a little bit about that and your thoughts around that. Yeah, sure. It's a great point that you raise. And surprisingly, not something that a lot of people teach or are aware of. Now, again, 
my background is pretty much like everyone else's, although I have had some interesting experiences in my life. My dad was uh, the motorcycle president of a, well, the president of a big motorcycle gang in Cape Town. So if you've seen a program called Son of, Sons of Anarchy, I actually grew up in that type of environment. <laughs> Uh, so very, very wild, very violent, very racist, very, you know, Whoa. bad, bad environment yeah, for a young person. And um, but the, the, the premise that I understand around ego is that whatever you experience in your childhood shapes your personality and your identity right? and, and how you behave in the world. And so environment is very important in, in our personality. Now, when you become 18, you don't leave school and they say, hey, Ryan, everything you've experienced from the age of 0 to 18, it, it, it kept you safe and it kept you, you know, alive and so forth, which is important. But forget all that now. You're a powerful person. You're an intuitive, imaginative genius. You can create whatever you want. My favorite quote is one by Carl Young. And he says that until you make the unconscious conscious, it'll direct your life and you will call it fate. What he's talking about there particularly through what we call the individuation process, from the age of naught to around about four years, you actually individuate. You make up strategies that keep you in survival mode. Now, these strategies are actually unconscious to us. We don't know what these are. And part of the work that I teach is to uncover that unconscious mind about what strategies we've employed to keep us safe. So if I may give you an example, my dad was very dominant authority in our household. And so I learned to be safe by, in the presence of a dominant person, to be really quiet and reserved. Now, my passion speaking and entrepreneurship and writing and yeah. getting out there in the world. And so you can see that there's a direct conflict between my desire and my assumption of what I need to do to be safe. And that was to be quiet and not heard. So those conflicting tensions meant that I never actually pursued my passion and my dream until I first became aware of what my ego is. And the thing is, our ego has many, many of these strategies, dozens if not hundreds of these strategies. And what I've learned on my journey, but also having taken thousands of people through this journey, is that the more you uncover about your ego, the more you actually are free to then unleash your true expression in the world, whether it's entrepreneurship or amazing relationship or writing, or like my partner is a dancer, you know, I'm creating amazing things. Her dancing video was recently fe uh, featured at the London uh, Tube Stop. So you, you could see her dancing all the way up the escalator. Which <laughs> is um, so, so once we get the ego out the way, your intuitive, natural abilities are there to be explored. You talked about coming over to England and you were struggling for entrepreneurship. Who helped awaken your alphabet or who, how, who helped you discover your super genius? Was it a very personal thing or was there a, a specific, you know, person, event or tell us about that time? Yeah, it's, it's a good question that you ask yourself because a question that people often ask me is, you know, what's the one thing? Everyone wants to know what the one magic pill is, right? Yeah. So what's the one thing that led you to being successful? And I have to say, throughout my journey, I've always had someone who was a mentor to me. So I've had several mentors to be real with you. I, too many to mention, but through the, the key thing here is that even though you have a mentor who's guiding you, at the end of the day, you need to go home, which is what I started doing, and then start to appreciate what, what is relevant to me and what's not relevant to me. So in the beginning, when I first employed mentors, and we all know that they're not always cheap, <laughs> when I first employed a mentor, 
I would take everything that person said as the gospel and absolutely go ahead without even really considering it. But the basic premise of what I teach is that we all intuitively know what's best for us. Now, of course, you can learn that skill. We don't always have that skill readily available because we aren't empowered in that skill. But even though we have mentors, like I still have mentors today, I've got about four mentors that I'm working with just on my business alone. Even though they're there to guide me, I still go home now and I say, okay, great. So person A said, I must try this out. Person B said, I must try this out. And then in, in my own processes that uh, I've developed, I then go out and decide, what am I actually going to do? So at the end of the day, I'm, I take responsibility for my mm-hmm. actions, even though I have advisors. Because it's, it's, it's easy to put all your emphasis on the advice of other people, but ultimately your journey and my journey and everyone's journey is very different. And, and at the end of the day, we have to navigate that journey uh, on our own. And uh, as you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, at the end of the day, you're the person that's ultimately responsible for your success. Of course, have advisors, but, yeah. uh, but you've got to make up your own mind uh, when, when it comes to the crunch. So when you had this concept of super genius, yeah. tell me about the early days and when you, you feel like actually you're onto something. When we were talking before the interview, like it was well received in certain venues and you thought, actually, this is it. This is what I'm going to funnel all my efforts and attention into and this, I'm going to run with this. I have to put a shameless plug in right now to explain this because the methodology that I teach is like, I would say it's, it's like meditation to access your highest levels of awareness and creativity. Right? And through that process, I came up with a name, super genius, and I've never actually shared this in an interview. So I'll, I'll go for it anyway. <laughs> but the, the, the whole idea is that in our, in our trainings and workshops that we run, I teach people how to access super consciousness. Now, I looked at Superconsciousness as a potential company name, and it's extremely long. And <laughs> yeah. back then, Twitter was only you know, 140 characters. I thought, holy cow, if my company is called Superconsciousness, I'm only leaving myself you know, like 100 characters. <laughs> so yeah. I thought, what, how can I shorten this? Yeah. And, and I literally went, well, Super Genius is about accessing Superconsciousness, and that's how I came up with the name. And, and very simply... Um, now I'm going to get a little weird. Is, is it okay to get weird? Yes, um, definitely, definitely. Okay, great. So <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of the, the principle of alchemy, but alchemy essentially is not some voodoo, mystical, you know, crazy, uh, unrealistic, like woo-woo thing. It's, it's actually a very real uh, methodology that's being taught and, and experienced by great people. And essentially, alchemy is taking lead into gold. Now, of course, that'd be great to do in the real world. And if anyone knows how to do that, please send me a link. But <laughs> it's a metaphorical representation of taking negative emotion and turning that into a desirable outcome, which if you've read Thinking to Grow Rich, which a lot of people have, is a, there's a phrase in there, which is one sentence, and it's not even a chapter. I think it's the most important sentence in the whole book. It says that, the biggest failure of man is their inability to transform negative emotions into desirable outcomes. Now, just as a caveat here, he talks about man because back then we were a lot more sexist. So I've edited yeah. it to say the biggest failure of people is their inability to transform negative emotions into desirable outcomes because tension like fear and anger and anxiety and excitement and hype, those are tensions or energy mm-hmm. which cannot be created or destroyed. So what we do as a society, when we have those tensions, we get rid of it. 
we drink, we smoke, we party, yeah. we do whatever, right? But imagine if you were able to harness those tensions and actually use it in the same way that we take money and invest that into investments and get a return. Imagine if you were able to take any form of tension that you're experiencing in your life, be it positive or negative, and, and leverage that into creativity, imagination, good ideas, attracting resources and people. So, so that's what alchemy is. And alchemy, uh, as I said, is from lead to gold. And lead is black and gold is gold. And that's how I came up with the branding. So there is a, there is a very, there's a lot of meaning in, in yeah. what we're about, which to be honest, like not everyone is attracted to. Yeah. But I'm not surprised with a person of your level of awareness and, and success and drive and connection with who you are. When you even saw a little 70 pound pop up, you were like, <laughs> wow, I'm going to go chat with those people. <laughs> and, and that's what it's about. You know, business is about energy and vibration and, and emotion. And, and that's why we had such a good connection because, you know, you really resonate with what we're about. Awesome. So you, you was touching on there, sort of like that, and that, that initial attraction. So when people come to say like one of your workshops or almost like the ground zero, and again, so for people listening, I know we can't probably go too deep, but I mean, what are some of the, the ways or strategies you use in the early stages? And also what are some of the, you probably touched on it a bit, there's some of the common struggles and, and issues people come to super genius with. Yeah. Do you know, there's no right answer for that one. Uh, we get people who have never been to personal development. Um, the reason why we were so successful at that event and, and every other event that we've attended so far is we are really very different. I mean, people who are listening to this now probably at least heard one or two things that they may have not heard before or maybe heard it in a different way. Yeah. So, so we're slightly different and therefore we do attract a lot of creative people, dancers, actors. We've got a couple of Hollywood uh, actors as clients right down to you know, 19, 20 year olds who are going, I don't want to get into debt and study and, and do a career that I'm not very passionate about. Uh, because you know, something that I learned recently which really surprised me is we, we've got a very young audience coming to our workshops. And I literally stopped a 20 year old guy and, and, and I had a chat with him. And I may as well have been talking to a 50 year old expert on consciousness. And I was like, <laughs> dude, how, how do you know all this? And he goes, what do you mean? I grew up with YouTube from the age of 12. And then I realized, oh my gosh, because of the access that everyone has, particularly young folk, because they're used mm -hmm. to mobiles and technology, because of the access we have to information, our generations are getting smarter and much more, more, more aware of what's important to them. And so we have people who are 60 years old going, oh dear, I've wasted my life, all the way through to 19-year-olds going, I, I don't want to get 50 grand into debt. Um, so then the key thing is, what do we do? You know, and and actually at, at various levels of work that we do and people can do really advanced levels of work with us we, we learn about what's the ego what are our thoughts and feelings saying to us because a lot of people make decisions on thoughts and feelings and actually our thoughts and feelings are our ego communicating to us what past dangers were right i don't know if you know that the word experience means danger if you look up the etymology and the original uh, origin of, of the word experience means danger so our thoughts and feelings communicate to us what's dangerous, and then we make decisions on that. But what I do is we say to people, your genius is imaginative, intuitive, literally at a higher level of consciousness, if I can be a little weird. And <laughs> on that level of awareness, where you don't listen to your ego, and you don't sabotage yourself, but you have the courage and the creativity to go forward. You know, I don't know how long people will be listening to this podcast for, but I'm passionate about sports, 
And there's just a news piece now where the Australian cricketers were caught ball tampering and cheating, right? And this oh, is yeah. this is like a world-class team. They, they've got the best players in the world. So why would they do something so silly? Now the captain's been fired. They've lost all their sponsorship deals with millions. Yeah. Now, why did Tiger Woods go out and have an affair? Because they don't know what their ego is. And if you don't know what's sabotaging you, it's going to cancel out your, any success you have in the future. So it's very important to not just know what your passion and your genius is, you have to know what your ego is as well because it's going to trip you up and I can guarantee that. I want to talk as well about some of your recommendations. You, you mentioned it's not one of your favorite quotes. Is there a book that was very um, important for you that kind of triggered something in you? And also, is there a book that you like to recommend or gift people that you think it's a very important book? Yeah, I think uh, my all-time number one book is A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Uh, yeah, I've got it just here. That's, that's the one I like. That's, that's, it's impactful and it's, so, it's pretty short, isn't it? So I really recommend that as well. Yeah, I, I love how you wrote half the book in the story and half the book as the theory. That was really cool. But, you know, I don't know if anyone will read the book and have the same impact that it had on me because it just came at a point in my life where I was, I just got into recovery for a drug addiction. And if anyone's experienced or directly or indirectly experienced someone who's going through that, it's a very tough place to be. And it was at that point that I read that book and I realized that I needed to start thinking about more than just myself and thinking about how I could serve the world and, and even maybe just serve my family, you know, because one thing that I think we all struggle with is we're all so self-orientated, particularly with social media these days, you know, yeah. how do you look and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of pressure uh, and, and, and depression and, and stuff as a result of that. But that book, just gave me one message and said, you know what, stop focusing on yourself, focus on being service, being of service to others. And then that way it actually gave me meaning in life. And, and I might even go as far as to say it saved my life. So that's why it's gonna be at my number one all time uh, book. Um, and then I'll, I'm gonna give one that is sl a slightly different and maybe one I would expect that no one's heard before. Uh. I would recommend a bit of a wild card if that's okay and uh, I've had the fortunate pleasure of interviewing this gentleman uh, Lewis Pugh he swam in the North Pole to raise awarenesses around oceans and he's doing great work around that particularly uh, the, the, uh, in relation to plastic yeah. uh, saving uh, the oceans and he's got a book called 21 yaks and a speedo and <laughs> each chapter is a yak and each chapter is one little story unbelievable like we're all just wanting to create one great story he's created 21 so he's got 20 odd world uh, records in long distance swimming he swam in the north pole with nothing but a speedo and goggles uh, <laughs> for a thousand meters i wouldn't recommend that by the way no uh, and um, and what i loved about it was there were little short stories of inspiration and uh, so i'd give that to you as something that maybe isn't a standard recommendation yeah. No, that's a definitely, a, we have, I'll confirm, we have not had that. In over 300 shows, we have not yes. had that recommendation. Come on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say think and grow rich as well. We've had that like a lot of times. Yeah, so I, I, always I like, don't like to be, see, genius is about being unique. I don't want to yeah. be vanilla, you see. I mean, I look vanilla, but I, I don't want to be vanilla. Cool. <laughs> Talking about genius, uh, one of the things mentioned in, in your workshops, and uh, again, we may have covered this in a roundabout way, but you mentioned uh, the three steps to unleashing your genius. I just wondered if we could kind of clarify that there's so much good stuff in here, but just trying to bring it together in terms of so someone sure. could kind of hook onto something. Yeah, uh, thank, it's a great question. Thank you very much. 
So the basic methodology around unleashing a genius, really, and, and this is from my personal experience and my personal struggles, uh, first is having awareness. Having that awareness around our ego so that we know when we sabotage ourselves and we stop doing that. Then once we stop sabotaging, that's when we've got to shift our focus to a vision that's inspired by our true purpose. And so awareness is the first step. That's key. Once we've got awareness, we then have to really start to create our purpose. Not your purpose to pay the bills, not the purpose because your mom told you to do it, not the purpose because your career advisor told you to do it or society or your culture or whatever. Your true purpose, like why are you here? I believe that we're all here to fulfill a duty to unleash our purpose. Uh, and then, so that's awareness, that's purpose. Then we have to go out and create that. Now, I'll give you a quick tip about creativity, uh, which is very important. And when I heard this for the first time, it absolutely blew my mind. Once you've got awareness, you've got purpose, you know which direction you're going. Creativity is then the ability to transform tension into end results. So if I can give you an example here, if you imagine uh, an elastic band between my fingers, if I knew I was going to talk about this, I would have brought an elastic band. <laughs> but if you imagine an elastic band between my fingers, obviously the further I stretch that elastic band and then shoot it, the further it will fly. And success, love, fulfillment, lifestyle, whatever goals we are desperately trying to achieve are created by the uh, levels of tension that we can actually harness mm. and make use of. So if, for example, a person can only deal with this level of tension, well, then that's going to be reflected in their bank balance, right? Or that's going to be reflected by the level of intimacy and love and well-being that's in their life and energy and vibrant center. But if someone has the ability to deal with an enormous amount of tension in a powerful, constructive way, then one, they're untouchable, but two, then their balance sheets and income statement will be reflected by that level of tension the degree of intimacy and love they experience in their life, not, maybe not just in their personal relationships, but in their public relationships as a speaker, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's very important to have an intimate connection with an audience. Their, their vibrancy and their health will be reflected by that level of tension. So for me, creativity is not just coming up with great ideas. It's learning how to harness all forms of tension. And I teach this through alchemy and, and other methods, but how to harness all forms of tension so that our elastic band can be stretched and we point that elastic band in line with our vision, and then we actually land exactly where we want to be and our end results without compromise. So that's a, an overall summary. And I think if I can give anyone a, a tip is, is to start off paying attention to what your thoughts and feelings are saying. I know in personal development, they say, if you want to change your life, change your thoughts. I, I personally don't agree with that, uh, but cool, if that works for you, I respect that. Mm -hmm. my, my understanding is, and my experience is my thoughts and feelings come from past experiences. And therefore, if I rely on my thoughts and feelings to make decisions, I'm just going to recreate the past. So if you, if you Google or, or YouTube Steven Spielberg, there's a, an amazing interview where he talks, uh, shares a lot of wisdom, even better than what I've shared here. Yeah. And they said to him, if you could give advice to your children, what would you say? And he said, you have to listen to that whisper, right? And what I call the whisper is intuition and imagination and genius. Because as he said, and as Steve Jobs talks about, if you can follow that whisper, it will lead you and guide you to places that rationally you would never be able to even comprehend or imagine. And I think Einstein, to give you another quote of mine that's quite, uh, that I really love, yeah. uh, which goes something along the lines of, Einstein said that we've built a society that has made the rational mind the leader 
and the intuitive mind, the servant, when in actual fact it should be the other way around. The intuitive mind should be the leader and the rational mind should serve our intuitive wisdom. Um, but that's our education system is not designed that way. Our society yep. is not designed that way. So, so there's some tips and, and hopefully uh, some things that people can apply straight away. Brilliant. I'm looking for if there's either in you running in running super genius or just something that you think is a, a great resource or something that you use. It could be within your grasp now, could be very technical, could be very old school. Is there a recommended resource that you use in your daily life? And if, if it was not there, you'd probably notice it or it'd have an impact. Well, I mean, that's a really good question. And um, yeah, I think there's one that's related to myself. I, I've got communities and online stuff that uh, I, I, I've created. But then, you know, in all seriousness, I'm going to answer this in, in a way that you might not expect. I, I, used to, I used to think that life was all about work and fulfilling your purpose and your passion. And, and, and it became an obsession of mine, if I'm, if I'm honest with you. And, and I realized that actually that's important. As we spoke before we even started this recording, I said that I've really chosen to uh, be very balanced this year and, and make sure I do the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and if there's one thing that I've learned that really inspires me and keeps me human, you know, because I think it's particularly person development, you can actually lose your humanity. You can be obsessed with vision boards. Oh yeah. Goal setting, goal setting. And yeah, it's, it's, it can, I think, I, I think it's a definite pitfall as well to not live in the moment so much. Like you said, you're taking time to have a bit more balance because there's always, exactly. always striving to get better, which, you know, yeah. I think is brilliant. It's great, but you can, like you say, there can verge into obsession and you can miss a lot of life that's going on right now absolutely so like i just saying to you now today last night i got back from spain and i was racing my motorcycle um, i don't know if my girlfriend's gonna appreciate me saying this but i tell you what <laughs> i get so much happiness from that motorcycle like i would almost not need anything else in my life the point is <laughs> the point is yes better yourself yes work hard and you have to do all of that like that's important but but you've got to add the sauce, you've got to add the spice, you've got to add the fun. And it's when I'm having fun that in a way it's like a spiritual thing. As I said, my partner, my partner dances, right? I race motorcycles and that's, that's my one thing. And I think it's so easy to forget that we're here, we live once and we've got to, we've got to balance, in my opinion, this is my philosophy, mm -hmm. I'm not telling anyone to, to, I'm not preaching at all. You know, mm -hmm. I know if you're a Gary Vaynerchuk person, then you've got to work eight hours, eight days a week 25 hours a day and, and <laughs> yeah. never eat, never sleep. He lost, he lost me a little bit when he said he hadn't had a Saturday off in 10 years. I was like, uh, this ain't for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And hey, do you know what? Cool, if that's your boat. No, that's exactly, that's fair enough. But for me, ironically, right, ironically, I took three days off, raced my motorcycle, and I came up with the best ideas to take my business forward. So don't be all like, you know, black and white. Add some color in there. Make sure you lift your spirit by doing fun stuff as well and be human like go out and do something from your network when i say again this this you've probably got lots of potential options bearing the the nature of your business when i say awaken your alpha and who would be who springs to mind who would be a good interview for the show you think could add some value yeah i i'm gonna link this back to uh, the book if i i, I know he's a yep. very busy person he's got some really cool projects on the go right now but some of which i can't mention but I could potentially link you up with Lewis Pugh, who wrote the book. Or oh, if not, uh, his, his best friend and one of my best friends, David, who was his mindset coach, who uh, oh. went along with him to the North yeah. Pole and actually you know, was probably the guy that not only inspired Lewis to follow his purpose and vision, uh, so quit being a lawyer and go swim in the North Pole. 
kind of interesting. <laughs> but also was there through the trials and tribulations. So I can at least get you hooked up to one of those yeah. two guys. And oh, I can that tell you sounds... that that would be a rare opportunity for anyone. Um, but for, for people, for your listeners, I would totally recommend that they pay attention to what these guys have to say. Is there anything you wished I'd asked you, you thought I was going to ask you, you feel like you missed a trick here, Adam. What's, what's going on? Any questions that spring to mind? Yeah. That, very good question. And I would just say, look, when I started this, my journey of exploration and curiosity a good, good few years ago, I wish someone had said to me, look, there's a lot of good advice out there. In fact, maybe too much, right? This, this is so many books. I mean, yeah. I, I just came back from San Diego a few weeks ago at a digital marketing conference and I was sitting in talks ordering Amazon books on one <laughs> click. And I think I've got like 20 books come through the post. So there is so much to learn. There is so, and, and, and good stuff. There are great people out there, you know, so forth. But at the end of the day, I wish someone had said to me, Ryan, when it all comes to the crunch, ultimately, you need to make your own decisions. You need to take your own risks. Um, Elon Musk talks about this a lot. You know, be decisive. Even if you make the wrong decision, follow through on that because you'll learn from it. But I, because of my insecurity around the fact that I used to project onto speakers and say, they're so clever, they're amazing, and I'm not. I, it cost me a lot of time in not procrastination, but hesitation. Yeah. And, 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 and procrastination is very well spoken about, but hesitation is not well spoken about. And I think that was probably one of the regrets that I have is the fact that I hesitated a lot when in actual fact, if I just said, right, I'm just going to take a risk and I'm going to make this decision and, and take small risks. We don't have to bet everything on the unknown. Take a small risk. Don't hesitate because you're going to learn from it and faster. So, so yes, learn, listen to what we're saying here, but don't take what people are saying as gospel. Mm. Make your own decisions. Try, trust that whisper that Steve, uh, Steven Spielberg's talking about and, and to not compromise on your purpose. Like it doesn't matter how old you are, you can be very successful in your purpose because it becomes natural to you. You know, I, I give you a quick example. If someone's, born to be a property investor like my friend who owns 1200 properties here in the uk but and and he goes and does a deal versus someone who's not born to do property because they're just doing it to make money he's going to get the deal because he's naturally passionate about yeah. property whereas the other person's doing it just to make money or get financially free so so you're never going to beat anyone who's passionate about a topic so therefore you go better bet on yourself to find out what your passion is and I can promise you magic will happen a long way. Something that sprung to mind then um, when you're talking about hesitation and procrastination, and I really, I really resonate with that. I, I definitely feel that in my story. Fear. I've been writing a bit about fear recently. Um, what are your thoughts around fear? Because obviously you kind of touched it there, but fear and how you deal with that and any strategies that come to mind. I've got a PhD in fear. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, as a South African, we, we are fearful anyway. The country is a very uh, dangerous country. But also, I grew up in a violent, you know, sort of motorcycle gang. Yeah. So I was extremely fearful, which is probably where my hesitation came from. Yeah. And, and I guess at the end of the day, if you want to do a little process, you can ask yourself to take a pen and paper, which is something I do. And I would actually say, okay, what am I fearful of? And, and almost take like an inventory as an accountant would or you know, someone would take inventory and ask yourself, what's the fear? What's the fear? Then when I'm, my back's really against the wall, and, and it has been, not recently, but when I started my entrepreneurial yeah. career, uh, I remember you know, not having eaten a meal for like three days. 
I, th I think the best weight loss program is a uh, startup business. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but when my back was against the wall and I was, and I was saying, Do you know what, I'm just going to go back to my old job because at least then I have a salary. I said, ask myself one question. And I think I've read uh, Branson's book where he talks about this, but I hadn't read the book back then. And I said to myself, what's the worst case scenario here? And, I, and, and that's a very powerful question. Mm -hmm. and, and that, as, a, as someone who's got a PhD in fear, it's a, it's a question I ask myself often. I say, what's the worst case scenario here? And then as Branson would say, is, whatever the worst case scenario is, if you then protect that risk, that downside, then everything else is upside. So I remember looking at that uh, situation that I was in where I was really struggling as an entrepreneur and I never had any cash and I didn't, I didn't have an income and I owed about 80,000 pounds. Uh, five grand to a debt collector shock loan person, Ooh. which I didn't even know existed until they started knocking on my door. So, yeah, that, so, that give you, you some know, care. <laughs> you know, the law of attraction was going to help me there. But um, my point is that I said, look, I'm going to ask myself, what's the worst case scenario? And in that case, it was, I'm going to try to make an income in the next six months. Worst case scenario, go and get employed. You know, when I started th this business, um, I was like, I was living in Cape Town on the beach, literally on the beach. Like, you know, that's, yeah. I left that life to come here. I said, what's, what's the worst case scenario? I try for 12 months and, you know, I have to go back home and it doesn't work. So that question for me personally, and it may not work for everyone else, but for me it works is to say, what's the worst case scenario? And then if I can protect that and any other risks, then really everything else is upside and there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, but, then, but then you've got to go all in. You know, you yeah. can't be one foot in and one out. You've yeah. got to go. I'm all in and and because the one thing i've realized is when i've tried things half-heartedly i couldn't ever say with absolute certainty that i gave it my all yeah and did I fail because the system didn't work or the business is a failure or did i fail because i only gave it half the energy yeah it's like unfinished business and you it's, you yeah. can't move on from a pure failure because like you say you, you're like well i didn't really do it and you know it's that hesitation again isn't it it's, 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 dude, it's like making love are you gonna are you gonna do it like half-heartedly <laughs> while watching the football it's not going to work, right? So you've got to go all in, right? Yeah. You're going to say to them, not right, not right now, Liverpool are playing, but afterwards, yeah. I'm just reading the you know? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So what is the nice little link now? What is the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more about you, Super Genius? And I know you do free workshops initially. What's the avenue as well for like, people around the world? Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of a victim of our own success. I, I, I could never in my wildest dreams have imagined the uh, overwhelming response we've had with the methodology that we're teaching here in London. Over the last three years, we've had over 25,000 people attend our events. Right? Wow. And so people say to me, your website's rubbish. I go, yeah, I, I know that. All our events are full. So <laughs> we are starting to expand. And I think in the next two years, you'll see us in Australia, the States and, and some other areas. And, uh, and, you know, if you do have the uh, desire to come out to London, come and check out our free workshop or come to our four-day workshop. It's really very, very reasonable, the investment. Check us out, follow us, and maybe be a little bit patient over the next six months as we really invest and go all in on digital in terms of content and also tools and applications that people can download and use. Awesome, mate. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you for taking the time. Pleasure. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know time is the most important asset we have. Please do subscribe and leave a short review. 
head over to ayalpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time and awaken your alpha with ALW, the Facebook group, and get on the inside, join the conversation, and please do support the show. So if you can share this on and recommend it to your friends, this is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive.